Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, like Ryan Clark in a minute on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. This news is just coming in as we speak from Mike Reese and Field Yates. The New England Patriots have canceled their Friday practice and player interviews after a positive test. They're awaiting confirmation on a second positive test. They're scheduled to host Denver Sunday, a game that was rescheduled from last week after a different positive test. This one comes one day after Cam Newton, Stefan Gilmore, and Bill Murray all practice for the first time after being taken off the reserve COVID list. So uncertainty there. This after the ones involving the Colts turn out to be false positives. So they're going to play this weekend. The ones involving Atlanta turned out okay. So they're going to play this weekend. But now New England is in jeopardy. And so I'll bring Ryan Clark into the conversation on that. And RC, just this uncertainty. Take yourself to back to being a player. Uh, if you're not the one who's testing a positive here one way or the other, just how complicated is this with the game is on and then it's off and now there's a positive test and now we're going home. Just how do you think this is impacting the way these guys are able to do their jobs? I mean, I think it impacts the normal, but it's not necessarily something that I think impacts the game if you focus the right way. If you look at it, the way I would look at it is this, Greeny. Until they say we are not playing, we are. And so I'm going to do everything in whatever position I'm in during those times to be prepared. And so if now I'm sent home and it has to be done, work has to be done virtually, or I have to figure out how to watch the film from today that I would normally watch, I do all of those things. I keep my treatment regimen the same. If tomorrow comes and they say, hey, we're going to play Monday, I push things back a day and I continue my work. And I think that's the only way you can approach it in these uncertain times. I think you use it the way or you use the experiences learned through 2020 in life. You know, we've been able or we've had to learn to adjust on the fly in everyday life, whether it's work, school, travel, all of those things. And football is very much like that this year. So there is no normal. It's a new normal. And all you can do is focus on yourself individually being prepared in any way that you can because you can't control the protocols. You can't control the other tests or the other people in your building. All you can focus on is you. That's obviously right. And we'll see. We've said many times here, it's not going to wind up being fair to everyone. Fair is not the first priority. The first priority is getting the games in. So we'll see where it winds up again. We'll follow the situation in New England. The news out of Indy and Atlanta so far seem to be good. RC, I started here by talking about Le'Veon Bell. You and I talked about him this morning. What I'd like to try and dive into with you here is why the Chiefs haven't looked unstoppable so far this year. Week one, we talked about they add Clyde Edwards-Alaire and they're going to be even better. And they took apart Baltimore. And that was the big spotlight game everyone watched. The truth is outside of that game, their offense hasn't looked unstoppable. So in your mind, what has it been missing? And can Le'Veon Bell be that? Um, I think it's missing a piece of unpredictability that Patrick Mahomes used to have. If you look at Pat, obviously he's been great. He's, he's always going to be great. When you look at his numbers, they're still really good. But when Pat first started playing Greeny, the roll to the left, throw back across the body to the middle of the field, we've never seen that other than maybe Aaron Rodgers. So it was new. Now you understand when Pat Mahomes gets out of the pocket, we have to get into a scramble drill. We can't come off until he crosses the line of scrimmage because he'll throw it at any time. We understand that when Tyreek Hill 
is in a certain spot, here's the route that they run. I remember, and they tore Texas out the frame, Houston Texans out the frame, but I remember talking to Justin Reed, who's a kid I trained. We talked to him on FaceTime. We did a group FaceTime. And he was running through all the things that Kansas City would do based on where people were lined up. So I talked to him after the game, like, what happened, bro? He said, you know what makes me the most upset? Everything I knew going into the game, they did. Mm. So there's a level of predictability when you get to be really good. When I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the reason Tom Brady would play so well against us is because we did the same thing every week. We just did it so well, people couldn't stop it. People couldn't attack it. But when Tom Brady knew where we were, because we were going to be in the same spot, he picked it apart with his mind. The one game, Greeny, Coach LeBeau comes in on Monday and goes, we're changing everything we've ever done. Hmm. We're going to go man-to-man press. We're going to play one robber. We're going to play two-man. We're going to blitz a man, see what happens. We played so well. Like, we beat the brakes off the Patriots. But it was because we did something different from the norm. Because we were so good, they weren't expecting us to change it. And so what Le'Veon Bell now does is gives you a different piece. They haven't seen Le'Veon with Kansas City. They haven't seen them come out with two wide receivers, one tight end, two backs in the backfield, and 20 personnel. Now Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can remain in the backfield. Le'Veon Bell becomes the slot receiver. Or you motion them both out and you go to empty. There are going to be so many different things they can now do because you not only got a new player, you got a new player that can do so many things. I think this reinvigorates their play calling, their creativity, and some of their unpredictability. You know what's incredibly depressing? I pointed this out this morning as well. Uh, we have uh, video that we run, you know, over the conversations that we have. We have them on Get Up in the mornings. We have them here on the radio show on our simulcast on ESPN News. And they tried as hard as they could. I give them all the credit in the world to put together a little video compilation of great Le'Veon Bell moments for the Jets. And, and, and RC, they're all like four-yard gains. <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's nothing. It was just so bad. Yeah. You, uh, you did um, the interview with Lopez today. Yeah. And I'm, 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 take this as like a, a boxing analogy. There are some guys, right, they come out, they can one punch, beat you, knock you out early. Mm-hmm. And then there are some guys who it takes to the seventh or eighth round, and they just wear on you, and it accumulates. That's the type of running back Le'Veon is. Mm. See, when they got him, or when Gates gets him and doesn't want him, the Jets, the Jets fans are expecting this. Saquon Barkley-like explosion, right? Two yards, six yards. Oh, my goodness, he got 40. That's not the type of back he is. So I think what's going to help him in Kansas City is those four yards, those eight yards, those 12 yards, the 10-yard catch. All that adds into how great they are as an offense, and it fits better. It looks better. It works better. Yeah, look, it can't possibly get worse. Maya Greeny with you and Ryan Clark is here and we're presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Let's go to Brown Steelers. Obviously, you are a Steeler at heart. The black and gold is still very much a part of you. Um, I had someone, I had a, I had a, a viewer this morning, RC, call me Weasley, called me a weasel because I suggested that's not a rivalry anymore. When you were with the Steelers, well, let's not even go there. How, how, 
How do the Browns win this game? Like, you and I both think Pittsburgh is going to win this game. But if we're talking Monday morning on Get Up about how the Browns went in there and really surprised a lot of people and showed they are for real and won this game, it will be because they did what? Because Miles Garrett was the best player on the football field because the run game and offensive line of the Cleveland Browns were dominant and because Odell Beckham Jr. made two huge plays in the game. Do you think, yeah, meaning, which is to say, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying because that means that they caused a turnover or two and generally speaking played from in front. They need to play this game from in front, right? Absolutely. My my point is, Miles Garrett causes turnovers, so now you get a lead. Also, in getting that lead, you were able to run the football. Pittsburgh's top five, I think one or two, against the rush. So you were able to control the football, control the clock, run the ball effectively, which keeps Baker Mayfield from having to make decisions, from having to make mistakes. Because you're able to run the ball, you eventually get the one-on-one matchup, whether it be Steven Nelson, Joe Hayden on the outside, and Odell Beckham Jr. gets on top for two plays. He doesn't need six. He doesn't need seven. But he has to create some sort of explosive play in the pass game against the Pittsburgh Steelers when they're forced to load the box. If the Pittsburgh Steelers never have to go eight-man front, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can stop the run with seven, make Baker Mayfield make decisions into, into that zone defense, they're in trouble. They can't win. But if they can play offense from ahead the way Kevin Stefanski likes to, that Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield success story, I think that's how they win. Any yeah. other way, if this turns into a shootout between Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger, I take Ben every time. Yeah, me too. Greeny and RC with you here. It's a, a, you and I see that game the same way. And, you know, everyone wants to be in front. Like sometimes people will say, well, yeah, that's not very insightful. Everyone wants to be leading, but some teams can't afford not to be. And I think in this case, the Browns can't afford not to be. Well, one more, obviously, the, the sexiest matchup is Packers Bucks, which means Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady for amazingly, for as long as they've both been around, it's only the third time they've played against each other. What do you expect to happen? I expect the Packers to win. I think that the the game is close, is very close, because I believe that up front, Tampa Bay, after being challenged last week, will play well in the run. They'll try to dominate there, give the ball to Ronald Jones, hopefully Leonard Fournette is healthy, and then protect on the outside against the Smith brothers. Um, I just think Aaron Rodgers right now, Green, is playing too well. I believe he's too confident. Uh, more than confident, he just looks extremely comfortable. He doesn't have to force anything. He's getting the open throws that he wants. He can be successful in the sense of his protection of the ball. He's always protected the ball as a priority, right? So rather than take a chance, he'll throw the ball out of bounds. But what happens and what happened last year was he was doing that so much, he wasn't getting any productivity. Now they're so productive down the field, whether it's Tunyon at the tight end position, Lazar when he was healthy, Devontae Adams, when he's healthy, Valdez Scantling, all of these guys are chipping in and making plays. I think in the end, how well Aaron Rodgers is playing, how great Matt LaFleur is calling plays, is the reason that the Packers win this game. And people kind of got like, you know, the Tom Brady stands on Twitter, were all upset. There's not a chance to panic. It's just early. The Packers are the best team in the NFC. When you lose the way that you did to the Bears, the greatest of all time, having that type of mishap. Now you're 3-3 three and three after six games with possibly Carolina and the New Orleans Saints being in front of you. That's an issue. 
That's not a place the Tampa Bay Buccaneers expected to be or wanted to be when they went out and got Tom Brady. They have to find a way to win this game. I just think it's going to be extremely difficult. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Either way, I will see you Monday. Thank you so much, RC. See you next week. I may have a good one. That's Ryan Clark with me here, as always, on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil, based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to get into that game a little bit more here, but there's a few different things I've got my eye on that I wanted to share with you. And we're gonna take some calls a little later on Fridays. I usually look for your upset specials, and I will take them a little bit later in this hour. I'll, I'll tell you when to line up. I don't want you to sit on hold too long, um, but we will take those towards the end of this hour. But a couple of things I've got my eye on looking ahead to this weekend in the NFL. Washington plays the Giants. That's a win and a loss, right? Let's take a tie out of the equation. That's a win and a loss. The Eagles play the Ravens. The Eagles are going to lose that game. The Cowboys play Arizona Monday night. Kyler Murray might score 60 points in that game. The Giants just scored 30 against that Cowboy defense and had two touchdowns called back on questionable penalties. I'm almost afraid of what Kyler Murray might do to that Dallas defense. So I believe that the Eagles and Cowboys are both going to lose. And so if that does happen, when we all reconvene, while this will be Tuesday morning because the Cowboys play Monday night, the NFC East would have five wins through six weeks and only two of them would come outside the division. Three of them would just have been divisional matchups. Dallas beat the Giants. Washington beat the Eagles. And then this one between Washington and there was someone will win this game on Sunday between the Giants and the Washington football team. So two and four would lead the division. If in fact it is Washington that wins that game against the Giants Sunday and the Cowboys lose, Washington and Dallas would share the NFC East lead at two and four. At some point, we're going to have to start considering what is the worst division in football history? This has got to be right there. Washington has already given up on its quarterback. This season is done. The Giants are just hopelessly bad. I, I do think they have some building blocks. Mostly, I think they're playing hard. That, that should be a very low bar to set for a team. But I do think that they are. I thought they should have won that game last week. Dallas, their defense is atrocious. They're lucky to be 2-3. and three. And they've lost their quarterback for the season. And the Eagles are just a shell of what we thought they would be based in, in at least some part on injury. So that really, at some point, we're going to have to ask ourselves, is that the worst NFL division of all time? They could have five wins total through six weeks. Meanwhile, I put something up on the Twitter, a poll, my poll question on Twitter. I didn't do it until early this morning. I didn't think of it yesterday. But I think it is an interesting question. With Brady and Rodgers getting set to go head and head, and we've got over 16,000 votes on this, so it did okay considering I just put it up a few hours ago. But the question is this, because there's all this talk about Brady, how much a product of the Patriot way and of the genius of Belichick was he. You know, I, I, This is not meant to be a referendum on that, but that certainly and obviously is part of the conversation with him. And then Rodgers, who I believe it has been organizational underachievement to have a quarterback that good and have only been in one Super Bowl in 15 years. And I blame that on the organization. 
And I thought it was fascinating that when we had all the way back to the beginning of this show today, we had Adam Teicher on who covers the Chiefs. And he said one of the reasons that they went out and made the deal to get Le'Veon Bell is because there's a feeling there that they have a chance to be so special that if they only win one championship with this nucleus, it will be a huge disappointment. I love that mentality. If I'm a fan in Kansas City, I'm literally dancing as I'm listening to him say that. So the question I have is, if Aaron Rodgers had been a patriot, Brandon, I'm looking at you. If Aaron Rodgers had been a patriot all those years instead of a Packer, if he had played with Bill Belichick, how many championships would he have won? And the options that I gave you on the Twitter page are three or fewer, four to six, or more than six. Six obviously being the operative number because that's how many Brady won. 47% of you who have voted on my poll say somewhere between four and six. 33%, a third, believe he'd have won more Super Bowls than Brady. I appreciate all the votes and I appreciate everyone's opinion. Now I will tell you what I think. I think the answer is definitively more than one and definitively less than six. Sports, as much as anything, is about fit. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, for whatever reason, fit together perfectly. I remember when I used to cover the Bulls and people would ask the question, how important is Phil Jackson? How important is Phil to this? You got Michael, you got Scotty, you got all these great players. How many championships would they have won without Phil? And I've always said, probably they would have won one. But if you think they would have won six, you're out of your mind. That's something incredibly special. That doesn't just happen because you have a great coach and a great quarterback. Bill Belichick is a great coach. And Aaron Rodgers is every bit as good, every bit as talented. I called him the boat on television this morning. He's the best of all time if Brady is the greatest of all time. But the marriage of Belichick and Brady should not be sold short to say, well, just because Rodgers can throw it better than Brady can throw it, he would have won seven. No, he wouldn't. Brady and Belichick, that's historically great. That's stuff that no one else has ever done. It doesn't mean that they would have done it under other circumstances. Tom Brady might have won a championship without Bill Belichick. He would not have won six. And Bill Belichick would have won a championship, maybe more than one with Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I would bet more than one, but I would bet way less than six. To, to suggest anything other than that, in my opinion, is to sell short what they were together. Because here's how I define chemistry, okay? If a, a coach and a quarterback, you could use anything you want, any, any combination of people that you want. Chemistry is an elusive quality. But let's just use Belichick and Brady. If, if you have a great coach and a great quarterback and they have no chemistry, then what that equals is Belichick plus Brady. And if you have a great coach and a great quarterback and they have great chemistry, then what you have equals Belichick times Brady. And so Brady was made better than he otherwise is by Bill and vice versa. And there's no way to know the same would have happened with Aaron Rodgers. So I think it is selling short what Brady and Belichick were together. It's almost selling Belichick short to say Rodgers would have won a million championships if he had been in that situation. Because it's just suggesting it's about how good you are. 
when in reality it's about a lot more than just that. I appreciate all the votes. The polls stay open for a couple more minutes. You can cast your vote on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. Uh, we will take some calls later. I'm looking for my upset specials. I'll give you two. I've got two underdogs this weekend, this Sunday, that I believe will win straight up. I'm not looking for people who are going to cover the number. I'm looking for underdogs who will win straight up. Those calls are still about 25 minutes away, so you might not want to call in yet because I don't want you sitting on hold forever. Because before we do that, we will do this, the biggest event of the weekend, and we haven't even touched on it yet. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Oh, what a big shot by Lopez! The Philly Lomachenko jumped in the ring right after Lopez claimed his IBF title, kicking off tension that's been steadily escalating. This is my moment. I don't need him to be up here. I sense mutual respect. I guess I'm wrong. Nah, it's the eyes, Chico. You never lie. What did you see in his eyes? Someone that knows that, um, like, holy this is for real. Monster fight coming up Saturday night. Lomachenko and Lopez. You'll see it on ESPN. I welcome you back to Greeny, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. And joining me now is a man who has called the biggest college football games there are, has called the biggest NFL games there are, calls the super fights for us at ESPN, including this one tomorrow night. But I know, considers the pinnacle of his career to have been calling the Misha Barton episode and the dunk tank when we did Battle of the Network Stars together in Malibu three years ago. Joe Tess! Is on the <laughs> Shell Pennzoil performance line. Hello, oh, Joe. Oh, good God, Greeny. What were we doing? We were. Man, oh, man. The reboot of Battle of the Network stars, my friend. And don't you know that right here in Vegas this weekend, we have a fight 
that harkens back to what we had in the 1970s. Because, Greeny, it is a super fight indeed, my friend. <laughs> we basically did Howard Cosell for two weeks. So t- <laughs> Tessator and I are doing the, the reboot of, of Howard's show. We both grew up oh. idolizing Cosell. They gave us the jackets. And we just, Joe, we just, literally, we're, we're at literally. dinner afterwards. And you're ordering, and you're ordering in Howard Cosell. We could not come out of character for two straight weeks. It was so much fun, and we are absolute idiots. Just idiots. No question. All right, let's talk about Uh, the fight, though, because, you know, Howard legendarily, and now you with the legendarily, and now we have ourselves a huge night. And so, you know, whenever we're talking about boxing, I'm always envisioning that you have a lot of fans out there like myself who don't necessarily follow the ins and outs of the sports every single week the way you do. So explain just exactly what we all know. This is a super fight, Lomachenko and Lopez explain what's at stake and why this is so special. Well, and that's the beauty of this fight. Greeny is you do not need to follow boxing to sit back on Saturday night and tune in and appreciate what you're going to see in Vasily Lomachenko. You have the guy who is considered the most skilled, the most successful, the most precocious record-setting fighter that we have had generationally. He's a multi-division champion who has been the fastest, the best to become a three-division champion. He's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. He's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's sublimely skilled. That's Lomachenko, who grew up in Ukraine, but has been fighting mostly in America and all over the world. He's a megastar. He's the most skilled fighter in the world. Now, and I remember a couple of years ago watching Get Up, and, and you and Laura had Tiafimo Lopez in studio. Yeah. In Tiafimo Lopez, as you have found out, you have an absolute badass. You have a kid who is brash and bold, and with his father as his trainer, has been saying for years now, I am the takeover. I am calling out Loma. And he is one of the biggest power punchers we have seen. Lopez has dynamite in his right hand. So you have brass, bold, unbridled power puncher against supremely skilled best fighter in the world. It's a classic matchup. And the best part is for the undisputed lightweight world championship. This is all-time history. We have never had a four-belt world champion undisputed in the grand history of the sport. I'm talking the lightweight division, Pernell Whitaker, Floyd Mayweather, Roberto Duran. The person who wins tomorrow night is the first boxer in history to be a four-belt undisputed 135-pound champion. Is that a good enough sell for you, my man? It's as good as it gets, Greeny and Joe Tess, and let's make it even better. These guys genuinely dislike each other, right? There There is some beef here, give, give us a thumbnail version of that. Well, Lopez's father had a run-in with Vasily Lomachenko and his camp at the Stewart Hotel in Midtown Manhattan, right across the street from Madison Square Garden, before one of Lomachenko's headline-making superstar main events at MSG, when Lopez was an up-and-coming prospect hoping to be contender. Lopez Sr. says, I was disrespected. They looked down at me. I was completely dismissed. So that run-in happened, and since then, everywhere they've been, and I've been on the road with both these camps, everywhere they've been, Lopez's father and Lopez will call out Lomachenko, will say things about Lomachenko. It has gotten personal. If you go on Watch ESPN, there's an incredible two-part docuseries called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I would suggest anybody sits back tonight and watches it before you watch this fight. 
It is real. Lomachenko has said, if I get the chance to hurt this kid, I'm going to hurt him, and I'm not going to feel sorry. Lopez and his dad said, I don't think Lomachenko has a shot against the power and the size that we bring into the ring. We're going to knock him out. I cannot see this fight going the distance at all. Greeny and Joe Tess with you here again. Lomachenko and Lopez tomorrow night. Joe Tess on the call. You'll see all the action on ESPN. They genuinely dislike each other. Everything in the world is at stake. And then a final thought, Joe, is is how did we get so fortunate as to have this happen? It is so challenging, it seems, in the sport to get the exact fight that you want as quickly as this one seems to have come about. Lopez is still so young. How is it that these two at this stage are getting together and giving us exactly the fight everybody wanted to see this quickly? Well, first of all, give credit to the fighters because we are done with the Floyd Mayweather age of boxing where you worry about managing your career and just making sure you stay undefeated and taking minimal risk and maximum cash. Those days are gone. So first and foremost, give credit to Lomachenko saying, yeah, I'll take on the young power puncher. Give credit to Lopez for winning a world championship and saying, no, I won't do just the soft touch mandatory defense. I'll take on the best in the world for undisputed my first fight after winning a title. And then the promoter and the network, because Greeny, the best part of this is the business paradigm shift of the sport. It's free. It's on ESPN. You couldn't have a fight that's more justified to be pay-per-view, and yet you just sit back, you put on ESPN, and you get to enjoy it. So the reach, the awareness, the relevance, it feels great for the sport, and Lomachenko and Lopez are over-delivering. Yeah, this is exactly what the sport needs. As one who grew up loving it myself and, and then have had a hard time following it for a lot of the reasons that you've just described, that's as good a sell as it gets. Joe Tess, I'm looking forward to watching it tomorrow night. Let's do it again soon, my friend. I miss you. It's great to talk to you. As always, Greeny, enjoy the big fight tomorrow night. Sit right. back and enjoy it. I will indeed. Joe Tess is just a terrific guy. We really did. I, I can't begin to tell you, Joe and I are not, we did not really know each other well before that experience. And, and, and we had met, and, but we, did, we didn't know each other well. The first time Joe Tess and I met, oh, I should have mentioned this when he was on. We have kids almost exactly the same age. And we met at a Wiggles concert. That's how long ago it was. I was taking my daughter and, 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 uh, and Joe was with one of his children, whichever one lines. He has a son and a daughter. I, I don't recall which one lines up with my daughter, but whichever one is right around 20 years old now was with uh, him, and, and we, we met at a Wiggles concert. So that's how long I know him. But they put us on this, this reboot of Battle of the Network Stars, and we had the best time doing that. Joe, is, he is the funniest person, and we have almost exactly the same sports sensibility. So we sat there. We really did. I, don't th- I think I spoke in my Howard Cosell imitation more over those two weeks than I spoke in my regular voice. Having said that, let me briefly address what he just said at the end there. You know, I'm old enough to have grown up at a time when Howard Cosell was calling fights on ABC and on Saturday night, you would get like Ernie Shavers against George Foreman or or against Larry Holmes or Ken Norton, like major super fights. And you would just watch it on TV. And these were fabulous events. And they seemed to happen all the time because there were so many fighters that you knew and cared about. And they would be on TV and you would watch. And, and boxing was a mainstream sport. And one of the things that has happened is that in the effort to make a lot of money, an insane amount of money for a very small number of people, it went away from that. And so a very small number of people made themselves impossibly rich. 
but it, it has been to the overall detriment of the sport. That's inarguable. So I'm thrilled to see that we are doing what we can to bring it back here, put the fight on ESPN tomorrow night, and let people watch it and hope that it's great and hope that people get into it and they decide, you know what, next time there's a fight, I'm going to watch that. Maybe it doesn't have to be with absolutely everything at stake. Like Lomachenko and Lopez is a huge fight with so much on the line. But maybe I just enjoy watching boxing and I'll watch next week if we have a fight that isn't necessarily for everything in the world. That's how the popularity of the sport can return. And I, for one, would like to see it happen. All right, coming up, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, and I am going to be taking your calls because I'm looking for your upsets. I will give you two underdogs in the NFL this Sunday that I believe will win, and I want yours. I'm not looking for anyone who's covering the number. I'm looking for a team that is an underdog on Sunday that you believe is going to win. Call me and tell me who it is and why. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. I'll give you my two as well. That's coming up next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This just from Phil Yates. Expected and now official Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is out for week six against the Falcons. Alexander Madison will start in his place. That's a very interesting little DraftKings possibility, Mr. Madison. Let's have to see what he uh, is going for this week on the app because... That feels like, uh, feels like a game where they could score some points and no Dalvin Cook as expected. So we're going to do our upset specials here. I'm going to give you two. I've got two NFL teams who are underdogs this weekend that I believe are going to win. And then let us hear uh, from you. I have a few calls lined up and ready to go. The first of my upset specials this week is Houston. I like the Texans to win straight up in Tennessee. I had seen as many as five and a half points on the line here, although on the ESPN app right now, I'm seeing Tennessee minus three and a half. I had seen as many as five and a half on this game. I like Houston. Houston, I think, is going to play better. And in the absence of Bill O'Brien, the firing, I think they'll get motivated. They're not as bad as they looked at the beginning of the season. Their schedule was brutal. Now, obviously, Tennessee is really good, but they play Tuesday. They're playing off a short week. I think that will be a factor. I like the Texans. Give me the Texans to win straight up in Tennessee. And then the other one is Chicago over Carolina. Let me see what the ESPN app has here because I, I did some looking at some other spreads. The number I have here is Carolina minus one and a half. I had seen two and a half. Either way, I like the Bears. I'm not 100% sure I buy into either team. I mean, the, the combined record of these two teams is seven and three. Would we have thought that the Bears and Panthers would be seven and three? I don't think so. Panthers three and oh since they lost... Christian McCaffrey. I'm not 100% sure I buy either team, but I buy the Bears more than I buy the Panthers. So those are my upset specials. 
Now let's hear yours. Bubba, give me some music and give me rock. First up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Rock, give me an underdog that is going to straight-up win this weekend. Philadelphia over Baltimore Ravens. Tell me why. Early season must win and the weather. What is the weather looking like in, in Philadelphia Sunday? I'm down here. Yeah, I'm over here by South Jersey. It's, it's kind of messed up, windy, rainy, and yeah, the wind is going to be a factor, and I think it's going to be a messed up game, and Philly's going to pull it off. They played. Pittsburgh kind of tight, but Pittsburgh pulled it off because the guy caught four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I like to pick. I, I got to look closer at that weather because I, I'm going to be in that part of the world tomorrow, and the weather is supposed to be nice. I haven't seen Sunday. It's pouring here now. The line I'm looking at here is Baltimore minus 7.5. I'm not with you on that one, Rock. I wish you luck on that pick. I think I might take the points, but I definitely do not believe the Eagles win the game. George, you're next up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. George, give me a dog. Dog is Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell me how they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game because it's a battle for first place in the division, and nobody beats Cleveland 17 times in a row <laughs> on the road. <laughs> oh, nobody. well played. I love it. That's, that's my call of the day. So if I had an award for call of the day, I'd give it to you. That's very well done, George. I like the line. Look, I'd like to see it happen. I honestly would. I picked Pittsburgh before the season started, so I, you know, I'd like to be right, but Lord knows I almost never am anyway, so what's one more? I'd like to see Cleveland get good. There's a lot of players on that team that are fun to watch. I love the sports fans in that town. I'd love to see them be good. They've been so bad for so long, and the fans are so good. I'd love to see them win that game this weekend. I don't expect it, but I'd love to see it happen. It would sure make a very interesting conversation on Monday. Uh, Andrew, you're next up on ESPN Radio. Andrew, give me an underdog who's going to win this Sunday. Hey, Greeny, this team shouldn't even be a dog, but the Tampa Bay Bucks are, for some reason, a one-point underdog at home. Tell me how they win this game. Well, they got 10 days off. They just lost to the Bears, which is an embarrassment, and then they're going to have Aaron Rodgers come all the way down to Tampa. It's going to be hot, and they're going to get all their weapons back. I don't see how Green Bay, with all their injuries, being able to stop uh, Tampa on at home. I like it. I like the pick. It's a, it's a very lo- uh, lean line. Green Bay minus one is what I'm looking at. I had seen two earlier in the week. Yeah, I mean, look, I picked the, the Buccaneers to win this game. I agree. We'll see how healthy those guys are. Are they going to have Godwin? Is he okay? Are they going to have Evans? Is he okay? Are they going to have Fournette? Is he okay? Those are big questions. All other things being equal, I agree with you. I like Brady's team better than Aaron's team. I got time for one more quick one. Robert, go ahead. Give me an underdog who's going to win. 49ers, I hate to say it, being a Rams fan, 49ers are going to And give me, a quick, give me a quick how. How do the 49ers beat well, the Rams? It's a week-to-week league. The 49ers stunk last week, yeah. and the Rams' four wins are all against the lousy NFC East, and two of those were close games. So I like, that's my logic. On that. I like the call, Robert. I like it a lot. Thank you. I'm sorry that I'm up against the clock here, but I wanted to get you in. The line I'm looking at here is Rams minus three. It's an interesting game. I really don't know exactly what to make of either team. Um, the, you're right. The Rams have not beaten anybody good, but they did beat um, Buffalo, or they should have beaten Buffalo if not for a bad call. Anyway, Greeny with you, pres- presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you so much for being with me in the mornings this week and in the afternoons this week. Enjoy all the sports this weekend, and I'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.